The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We regrettably interrupt Fishing with Guns with this special news bulletin. Kevin Gassman. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gassman. Gassman. One of the carbon blobs from Sanger 7G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing today? It's your Saturday afternoon. It's July 22nd, so you guys know we're a fresh show today. <laughs> My name's Kevin Gassman, and you are going global with gas. Man. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Heidi, <Slow>. un- <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you just rolled in, but it's all good. You know, we have a couple hours to chill, and we have the band Vex with us. Well, we have three-fourths of the band Vex hanging out with us, and I've known these guys for quite some time right now, and uh, we're going to get into, into what they're doing lately, as well as uh, they're going to hang for aliens a little bit later on. Yes. Yeah, and he and DL, the lead singer of the band, gave me a little uh, heads up on what he likes or what he, he's been reading, and... Oh, man, craziness. I saw it last night for the first time, and, man, we're going to get into that next hour. Dr. Jonathan Reed, right? Yes, sir. Dude, yep. Did you see that, Heidi? Yes. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, were I'm you, aware of this person. You were? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much a big story that I have missed the boat on. Well, there's a few of them. Right. But, okay. okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, this one seems pretty <laughs> legit, and there's actual video evidence of that, too. But we'll uh, get into that all all next hour, and uh, we're going to play some great music as well, and we're going to hear the music from Vex and get to, get to know them. What's up, DL? How you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks for having us. Hey, man. Absolutely. Keith? How's it going? What's up, man? Thanks for having us. And we have... To- Jodiah. Jodiah. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I did my paper <laughs> in front of me. What's up? That's the, so we're missing the bass player. Is that correct? Yes, that yes. is correct. <laughs> right on. It's always a bass player. I know, right? Yeah, sadness. Well, you know, it's been a crazy week this week, you know? I mean, been. wow. I mean, from last week to this week, the you know, we lost another rock star in the world, and, you know, this is kind of similar to Chris Cornell's passing with Chester Bennington's, and, you know, people are online saying this was a murder and it wasn't a suicide, and, they're, and the suicides are kind of equal, or apparently they're both... Uh, in some kind of the same project for is that right for child safety and stuff? I, yeah. I heard something about like a, <clears throat> uh, uh, some type of they're exposing the yeah. pedophile ring. I heard right. something about that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Pedo ring. And it they was actually at Cornell's order. birthday. Yeah. That's so right. kind of weird. On the twentieth, exactly. Kind of strange. Yeah. Pedo ring. Well, they actually started a organization for it. Chris Cornell and Jester. Oh, they both did. Yeah. So that's you know part of the speculation right now is right. that you know they got too deep yeah or you know they wanted them to shut up right and 
uh, I just saw online on my way in here um, and one of the comments of one of my posts that uh, apparently the LA Times just changed it from suicide to murder. What? Uh, really? I, I didn't have a chance to look it up yet to oh, verify that. We'll have to look into that see see how that uh, develops in there because if that's true, then that really changed the game, doesn't it? I mean, in, in a lot of ways because then you can go back to a lot of different people who died in the same manner. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, we don't know yet, right? Yeah. Apparently a hanging, but was it asphyxiation? You know, was it one of those things? Right. Well, it makes me think about, like, Corey Feldman. Because, you know, the Corys, Corey Ham and Corey Feldman, right? How they had said, you know, these things happened to them. Right. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, what if And, and then there's that whole Pizzagate thing that Alex Jones is always on about. I don't know. Yeah. He, right. Yeah. Well, he, he's also on the whole, like, Mars is a colony where all these pedophile rings are going on or something like that. <laughs> I so want to believe that that's true, man. <laughs> Dude, look what just happened to my computer because I started. Just, just, uh, just like <laughs> how you got to do it. I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, just hit the screen. You're all good. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was like them good. doing something. I'm like, look what happened. I just started talking about. <laughs> no, but the funny thing, the funny thing is about the whole Mars thing is that NASA actually had to answer this. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, well, no, there are no child pedophile rings on Mars, and. <laughs> <laughs> They have like a script they have to read from for that, right? They're like right. pull out the pedo Mars script. <laughs> they do have those scripts. But then again, what if it is real? <laughs> oh, sure, why not? But then it's <laughs> right. not a conspiracy. Right next to Sidonia. Then right it's just good fun. Right there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we, you know the thing is, is you know we don't we never know. Like they always talk about, and you know, we'll get into this next hour. But they always talk about, you know, these, you know, like look at Antarctica or, or the Arctic. You know, we're never going to go see the bottom of it. We're not going to see the, the the top. Of it, you know what I mean? We're never going to see it. We have to believe what the, we're just being told by it, and just kind of move on in our day. And that's that's how it works. I think there is like an additional crack now, ever since the Rhode Island sized berg fell off. Yeah, I mean an additional crack. Yeah, like another piece is about ready to fall off? Yeah, like there's some giant... Oh, yeah? Yeah, something or another. <laughs> so we don't know. We've never seen it. All, all, right. you, all you see is this one picture of a, of, a, of a long crack in the snow. That's Antarctica, and that's the piece that's going to fall off. That's, that's all we see. It's like that piece. But maybe it's cracking open. Like, so we will see, Kevin. Like an egg underneath? Yeah. <laughs> What's going to expose underneath <laughs> Antarctica? The White Walkers. The White Walkers. Maybe the reptilians. Maybe the Nordics. Yeah. We're getting to know all these people now. Yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, we will uh, We'll get into that, though. Yeah. All right, for sure. It's going to be pretty good, I think. It's the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel, by the way. That's the station you're listening into every Saturday afternoon starting at 3 p.m. We go till 5 p.m. Then you can find the archives online, and a lot of people tuning into those, so we do appreciate that. So, Vex, this will be archived forever on Voice America, so make sure oh, what you no. say is worthy of long-term, you know, um, Goodness, <laughs> absolutely. I guess you can say, "What's up, Vex?" This guys are. I love you guys, man. You guys have such great music, <laughs> and I, you know what I love about your music is that it really kind of takes me away from where I am when I listen to you guys, or at least if, even if it's in my car driving or or watching you on stage perform. I mean, you are you are a miss your exit type of band, if that makes sense. You know, you have long songs. You kind of take little journeys in these songs, and you know, I, I dig that, man. I mean, that is that always? Yeah, was that always been the kind of the 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 motto or the at least the face of vex i, I believe so um i think all four of us have vastly different influences in some regards so it just kind of comes out that way it's natural it's not contrived right yeah it's definitely you know music film looking at bigfoot stories or ufos that's just it's an escape from reality right so but it's also part of who we are so i guess that's so that's part of your songwriting is what you're saying 
Yeah, it's we don't want to just we're not trying to make three minute long bubblegum songs, you know. Right. Right. So I mean, like, as, as, is this this isn't your first band, or it is your first band? Oh, in my life. Yeah. 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 No. Um, this is my first. Well, you know, we, Jedi and I were in a band called One Too Many uh, when we were in high school, and we actually did very well, but we've grown exponentially since then, you know? Right. So when you look back at your earlier days, though, as far as writing music compared to what you got now going yeah, on, no I mean, comparison. it's no comparison, right. right? So that obviously, you know, evolves. I mean, we all evolve with that. I mean, every band out there, when you look at from the first album to their whatever album, you know, there's going to be changes in that. For sure. We, c- we can't even listen to that stuff anymore. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to listen to that. There's occasionally but, a, you know, a friend of ours will bust out one of those old recordings and we're like, nope, nope, put it away. <laughs> yeah, but I still forever. I, I, sometimes I'm that way about every, every you can always find, you know, oh, I wish we could have, you know, done that vocal one more time. It's hard to listen to your own stuff. You know, there's a lot of actors that won't watch themselves and I, I totally get that. You know what the funny thing though in comedy it's it's a little bit different. I'm kind of trying to relate to it in, in a sense that I would no way, shape, or form go back and listen to my shit five years ago, not even like four years ago, because it's just so bad and so different. Even though I'm telling the same jokes, it's just they're wired differently now. They are, you know. Yeah. But that's that's the challenge you have as as a comedian on stage when you're a band on stage. I mean, you have a one solid piece of music to work on. You know, that doesn't change either. It's either bad or it's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, yeah, you can manipulate it here, here and there, but you're really not going to change the overall context of the song, are you? I mean, for the most part. Yeah, and then there's also the flip side of that where you, you don't know when it's finished and you just, it's like you overcook it, you know, so it's got to be, <laughs> right. you got to just let it happen. When you, when you overdo it. We write kind of organically. Um, I don't know what they did before I was in the band, but we'll just do an improv and I, I'll bring a camera and I'll just hit I'll just record everything right and then I just put it on YouTube but we'll go back and dissect Keith is the secretary of minutes he, it's invaluable <laughs> <laughs> well I'll basically go we'll go back and if there's even if there's just one riff out of a 20 minute jam you know we've written songs around that and that's kind of how we approach it and some, we're, we're working on a song right now I, I told him about it 26 minute just jam and it was probably one of our favorite ones because you know some of them you just kind of disregard and maybe you'll pick out a couple riffs some of them you won't use anything but with this one we're literally trying to well we're it's not going to be 26 minutes long but we're definitely using a good portion Come on. of a lot of the just riffs. make it 26 minutes do you still long. do you <laughs> still do long song of the day you know we, we don't because i'm not on uh, uh, daily on the who FM. the hell's gonna play our song dude man. i'm telling you man i know it'll well, be I about mean, 13 12 13 and the only problem is i mean with this show with this show here i mean i would love to you know yeah maybe we can play one song of maybe 10 minutes and at the bottom of the hour we can do that i mean i don't have a problem with that part that, that way it'll encompass me like two songs in one or something but we're not editing it for you man we're not gonna bow down to the man <laughs> and you shouldn't man I'll tell you that much no keep it legit keep it OG Dude, man you just get in every jukebox right because then it's like maximize the quarter uh, wait, we have we have one song on the jukebox and I we diddle, don't diddle. really know how it happened but every <laughs> three awesome. or four months we get a check for like 17 cents <laughs> Do you really? yeah so if you're out at the bar play quiet by Vex because we need booze money <laughs> well we'll play that song a bit later on though cool right because apparently that's a little, little ties in uh, Vitriolum is the album that you guys put out there's your last album you put out right um, I don't know I can't remember if I asked you this or not um, as far as it being a concept album or maybe a kind of a storyline album what, what, where do you where do you tell people as far as the, the, the concept of the album is is it uh, each song individual are they tied and connected together 
I think that it's just more like a, a theme that kind of rolls through, and then we have segues that sort of accent that between some of the songs. Excuse me, but yeah, it's definitely a, a, a thematic sort of a soundscape kind of a journey type of an album that right. you know without beating the listener over the head it's it's kind of like if you want to peel the onion it's there otherwise the, i think the songs stand on their on their own also yeah no, they do and that's what's it's an, it's a really it's an it's an amazing album i think because it really flows connected you know from front to back it's it's a nice thank you it's a nice flow of music is what it is and you made a really cool video out of, out of one of the songs too or two of the songs yeah we did it ourselves um we did a stop motion, which was how many five thousand something photographs, and then a stop motion is a bitch. Um, <laughs> five thousand. It, it five. was a nightmare that consumed our lives for about a year almost. Yeah, but that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, a yeah, year. It, it, it took a long time. Not not just uh, creating the uh, it, what would you call it the, the, the set the claymation world, figures and but then taking all the pictures, and then. I, the probably the hardest part for me was the editing afterwards mm -hmm. was a nightmare because I'd never done stop motion before. And so our budget was like learning. thirty-seven bucks, so we'd run out of money. <laughs> we'd run out of money, and then that's that, where those uh, those seventeen cents increments uh, yeah, really play the in. song on the jukebox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try to get that up to a dollar, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Please. No, exactly. I, I think I know what you mean. I think I, I tried doing one stop action like a long, long time ago. But I mean, you're using actual like cameras, or are you using like a film camera to do it? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, we just use that one camera, um, and it, like you said, it took about just under five thousand photos. Wow. So yeah, it was a uh, quite an undertaking. We had a, a skateboard we used for a dolly, you know, and <laughs> the zoom in, and we got really creative. It was, it was fun. It was a growing experience. <laughs> and sometimes it makes you want to. It was experience that makes you want to pull your hair out, but it was pretty rewarding in the end. So, well, let's jam a tune. Let's do it. Let's. What do you okay, want? But it'll cost you seventeen cents. So <laughs> we'll the check for that. What do you want to play off the album? Uh, I'll ask you guys. Pick one, Jeff. I thought he was gonna we're not ready for subterfuge now. It's a little too long at the moment. I thought we were going to do quiet, no? Well, we're going to do that for the Alien show. Oh. Yeah. Well, you pick one. Uh, I'm a, I like Relative because that's the first one we I don't even together. know the names of our other songs. That's the, <laughs> that's <laughs> the one I was looking at, by the way. It's just kind of funny. Relative. That's, yeah. that's the first one we wrote together. Nice. So. Well, right on, man. We'll play this. We'll come right back here. It's the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. Going global with gas. Man. <laughs>
Relatives the tune Vex is the band And Vitriolum is the album And that is uh, Really cool too man I almost feel like though That song needs that Kind of a harder ending You know to fading out <laughs> But I dig it man I, no, <laughs> I love when I can be able To tell the bands themselves no. <laughs> You should have really Hanged out with a big bash At the end No I'm kidding a gong. <laughs> we don't tell you how to run your show, man. <laughs> I know well, the album is really cool because there's a lot of sound going on in between the songs too. You really did a lot of production with this too, which was really fun to listen, you know, and to listen to. And yeah, I'm not sure if you have a hard copy. We have on the on the liner notes stuff like chewing potato chips. Um, what else? We had a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, Kids toys. Kids toys. What do you mean a lot of notes you're putting kids we toys? We put all the instruments we use. We literally like would chew potato chips into a microphone to <laughs> and then run it through a, an effects loop. And oh, really? So a lot of those sounds, everything we made in, oh, that's great. in the studio. So. That's great, man. Yeah. Well, I think it also adds another element to listening, you know, when you have, especially if you listen to with headphones, you know, and you have the cans on and you yeah. can really... We set out to make a good headphone album for sure. Yeah, that's what's important, you know. Do you, I mean, do you, do you find people still listen to headphones anymore? I don't know. I know I do. Mm. Every day, every night, I, I'm constantly with my headphones. Okay, so let me ask you this. There's earbuds and headphones. I mean, earbuds I, don't give you that I, same I, feeling. I there's, no, there's no bass. I like, big, I like there. big cans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem, the problem today is a lot, of, a lot of people are listening to your songs or your music through just the speakers of their cell phone, so... Right, yeah. they're not getting quality s- systems listening to you right. know. Right, you, like back in the day, you'd have your full stereo system with the album, with the artwork out and yeah. reading the lyrics. You know what I did? I, was, I had my album. It's an immersive uh, experience. I have my vinyl record player, um, as opposed to any other record player, uh, <laughs> fixed <laughs> <laughs> over at Mtronics, and it was Superstition Mount Music. Thank you. You're and, welcome. And. Um, when I was a kid, I used to have my vinyl. I listened to my albums all the time. And what I did is I put my stereo speakers, probably about three feet tall, and I put each one on on the side of me as I laid on the ground on my floor on the carpet. I put one speaker to my right ear, one big speaker to my left ear, and I, I smoked a lot of weed. And I listened what? to and I listened to Zeppelin Four, oh, and I turned that album into a concept album, man. <laughs> <laughs> you unlocked the mysteries within. I did, man. I did the journey of that kid, man. That's you know, good stuff. He becomes I, a man. I feel sorry for this, genera- <laughs> this generation that I feel like they don't get this. They anymore. can't go into a record store and yeah. peruse for hours, man. I would get lost. Well, you know? death of entertainment. Man. Well, the thing is, is back in the day there only was a record store. You know, that's all it was. I mean, and that's where you went. I mean, they're, they were all over the place. You know, nowadays there's like three or four you can name, and that's about it. Zia. Yeah. <laughs> well, Zia, there's, um, there's a few others. I mean, they're yeah, not off the top of my head. You know, whatever, yeah. Witch, right. But um, yeah, I agree. It was, you would find something, and it was like a little treasure that became a part of you, you right. know, your childhood. Well, I, I found uh, an album a couple weeks ago. It's The Doors, Absolutely Live. I have that. You have that too? The CD, yeah. Oh, I have the album. Yeah. Oh, awesome. oh, my man. I tell I, you. You know, I don't even have a record player. I, I had a vast record collection, but I cracked them all off in my dumb younger years. But I had a phonograph, and the needle for it that I needed to replace cost more than the whole unit itself. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, wow. That's crazy. You can't even play records right now. Yeah, the needles are like 25 bucks, something like that. That's what I, I was fortunate yeah. enough to have mine only be that to a certain degree. <laughs> I think the arm was kind of fucked up too. I miss, yeah, it was. But <laughs> I miss going in the record stores like Backies, like peaches, peaches and coconuts, like the huge, just like a warehouse, you know. Oh, records. peaches and co- coconut. Yeah. Ra- okay, I got backies you. Is backies. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then the Virgin mega stores. Virgin. Yeah. We had Target. We had um, uh, Tower, Tower Records, right? Yeah. Uh, warehouse Records was yeah. big. That's I, where we got our concert tickets. Uh, I would love it 
if an Amoeba Records opened up in Phoenix. Oh my gosh, there used to be. That's LA, right? Yeah, they got a couple of locations over there. There used to be. Remember Eastside Records in Tempe? Yeah, and Eastside. Stinkweeds, I think, is still around though, right? Yeah. Yeah, Stinkweeds is. So, have you listened to that Doors album? It's, oh yeah, I mean it, it is Jim Morrison at his rawest. I think it's sure. rarest, whatever you want. At his lizard kingest. Yeah, because <laughs> well, that's part of the yeah. So there's a uh, there's a bit in in the in the scene where he gets really pissed off because it gets really loud. Remember that? Uh, refresh my memory. Yeah, so I'm gonna play for you guys because it's from when the when the song when the music's over, and it's um. I love this song so much. It's like one of my favorite songs. That is a song I always play in the jukebox. (laughs) I got to find the right time of the song here real quick. I wasn't really planning on doing this. So, first of all, the album is amazing. Sounding-wise, you've you've captured them at an an amazing part of their career, I believe. And this album is really just a great live album. It's it's kind of like to the top of my live live album list, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, 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 he goes... He slows it down. Right, here we go. It's coming up here. <laughs> this is the best. I think this is Philadelphia, I think, or New York. Now, is that any way to behave at a rock and roll concert? You don't want to hear that for the next half hour, do you? Uh, all right, shh, shh, shh. Come on, come on, come on. Damn, give, give the singer some, man. <laughs> all right, and that reminds me of how I have to talk in the practice room every time. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! The thing about it, though, is how he handles it. I mean, you, you know, because here he is in this, I mean, they're playing when the music's over. This is a 10-minute song. You know, if not, you know, it's getting into his groove. What's oh, twelve, right? All right, so it's ten plus. I know that. He's in this groove. They're they're fl- he's probably frying. You know, the <laughs> whole band is frying. A bare minimum, probably. And you have this crowd that just won't shut the fuck up. You're like, what the what? The? And you know, when I first listened to that, the very first time, I cracked up my ass. I was like, that was the funniest thing I ever heard. I don't think he was talking to the crowd. I think he was in the spirit world and he was <laughs> talking to the bats. <laughs> yeah, no, he was definitely talking to the crowd, man. And I love it too because he gets he, first he gets their attention, then he's like, shh. And then he you know, points out, hey, man, you don't want to listen to that for the next half hour. I mean, like, that's genius, I believe. The best way to handle a loud crowd like that. Yeah. I mean, you didn't pay to hear that shit. You didn't pay to come in and do that shit. 
<laughs> you know, when you're going to a concert, I mean, shit, there there are rules, although they are unwritten, that the, that the fans have to abide by. It's etiquette, man. Right, but there's nothing that says in the back of your ticket, this is the way you have to behave. You know, you're kind at of least on your own. At least he didn't have to look out to a sea of cell phones, you know? Well, yeah, you know, and I thought about that, too, which is kind of funny, because I was thinking, like, for bands these days, and maybe they should just say, listen, here's the deal. We'll let you do your cell phone. But it's going to be at the end of the show. Because your cell phone pictures won't know what song we're playing. So if you want to have a moment to catch us <laughs> while we're on stage doing it, we'll do it at the end, end of the show. Meanwhile, why don't you pay fucking attention to the show that's in front of you right now? Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, with technology, though. People are going to use it if they have it, if, it, if it's available, you know what I mean? Sure, of course it is. I mean, right, no matter what it is, you're going to have people take out their cameras regardless. Yeah. You know? But at least the quality is a little bit better, but, you know, it's, it would be but nice what is to it? I mean, people enjoy it. Look, I mean, what, the majority of people who take their photos at concerts, what do they do with these photos? I mean, they post them on Facebook or Instagram, but who's it for? Them and five of their friends? It's all about where I'm at, really, is what it boils down to when they're, you know, checking right. in and look what I'm look doing. Look what I'm doing, right. But it's not even like bootlegging a show, you know, like back in the day. <laughs> kind of like Are you talking about rerun, yeah, bootlegging like the Doobie Brothers? You know. <laughs> there's a lot of free stuff on YouTube, though, if you look for it. Right. You know? Well, there's a ton of that stuff, right? Exactly. So why isn't there just like four designated, you record the phone or the show with your stupid cell phone? And then they post it on YouTube, and it's the same show because you're standing <laughs> right. there. So. Yeah. And everyone's got the same stuff. But I want to play I want to record my favorite yeah. song with you. Oh, my God, my favorite song on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing they do. They run against their phone, and they take it out. Ah. And then I'm going to pretend like, and then I'm never going to watch this video ever again. <laughs> That's, That's number one. I'm probably going to delete it because it's taking too much space for my other selfies. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> True. I go to concerts and then like the next day I'm seeing all of them online and I'm like, oh man, should I have recorded it? But right. like, I don't. Well, I think all of us in this room are fortunate enough to see concerts without cell phones when they yeah. weren't there. Is that true? Absolutely. Are we there? Are we everyone in this room? <laughs> Heidi, have you seen a concert without a cell phone? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 85, Scorpions and Bon Jovi opened up. Oh, beautiful. Right back huh? in, you know, back okay. in the day, rock you like a hurricane. Yeah, Scorpions are coming around very soon with Megadeth. Wow. Yes, and I think in October. I am so there. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm so there. Great bands. Yes, like great bands. And uh, DL, your first concert. My very first concert was Fleetwood Mac nice. at Compton Terrace. Oh, very cool, man. You know, they're coming back for one more round, aren't they? I believe uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Christine McVie just played either last week or it's coming up in a couple of days. Yeah, right on. But I, I think they're going to do another farewell tour for yeah. the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was very young and a a huge man like eight feet tall dumped like a 32 ounce beer on my head <laughs> <laughs> right when we got there oh man that's what you was your mouth open unfortunately no <laughs> what about at least you? you didn't have a stink bomb thrown at you that happened to me once are you serious right. yeah at where that was at perfect circle when we played <laughs> um where was that we saw him it was like their first concert so you were just happened to be in the, in the line of the path of a stink bomb I yeah well, I was, it wasn't like towards you specifically I, I was up against a wall and somebody threw it and it was it broke on the wall oh. and showered down so I felt like oh nasty man I felt like little shards of glass it actually worked in my favor because it cleared everyone out <laughs> around me and I had like I had like all this elbow that's room that's what he gets out of that yeah and it, only let, it wore off after like 20 minutes so that's all good <laughs> he just enjoyed the rest of the show in a cloud of egg fart <laughs> Yeah. He's like, why is that guy so by himself? He's <laughs> all stretched out and <laughs> laying down. And <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. 
<laughs> oh man, that is so bad, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. That was, that's got to be one of the worst concert stories I've ever heard. Hey, but at least cell phones weren't invented yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, you can't capture the smell on that. You can take a photo. Look at this guy. Do you, guys, do you guys remember when it was actually an event to go to a show? Like right. you, It was like months in advance. Like when you're yeah, a you teenager. It. it was planned, like yeah. When I got to see Iron Maiden, Somewhere in Time, that was like a six, seven month like build up. Like, Long time, you're holding yeah. on these tickets. You're like, oh, you know, I can't wait, can't event. wait, can't wait. Right it now, it's... Event, you know what I mean? Like, well, we're never going to have that. Yeah, but we're never gonna, we're never going to have those again, you know? I mean, the bands that started, you know, doing the arenas and getting into stadiums, I mean, that's long gone. I mean, uh, we used to camp out to buy the tickets, yeah. and that in itself was a great, you yeah. know... Experience. Trial, you know, of manhood. <laughs> we would, you know, get our party supplies and right. camp out overnight and then get that, you know, oh, we're third in line, and we get now... You go online and it's sold out in two minutes, and right. the Kardashians are in the front row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, yeah. you go. We, they're sold out in two minutes, and in three minutes on Craigslist, they're triple the price. Yeah, five grand for a ticket. <laughs> right. yeah. Insane. Who else has a bad horror story from a concert? Oh. Heidi, do you? Probably do, but I can't remember any. The thing I, I can I block those. <laughs> the only thing I can remember that happened really crappy is my friend locked, locked his keys in this car. We were at Ir Irvine Meadows Amphitheater. We just parked, and we were seeing Metallica. And we're like, well, fuck it. Just keep it in the car. We'll just get it when we're back. And he had to smash his window open. I went to um, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, and Ooh. Faith No More at PIR Raceway. Okay, I saw that tour. And there was a flood, and someone got killed. Or and I don't know oh, if really yeah. how was they died. I think they died like in the lightning flood. lightning or something? It was terrible. Oh, and we were there. We were stuck. It was one road in and one road out. We were stuck there till 9 or 10 in the morning. What? And it... It, it would be an awful story, but there were, I've met a pretty girl. And we had some, you know, we had some beer. You made the best out of your time. Yeah, so it was cool, but it was a nightmare <laughs> right. logistically. Right. I, I've never had a bad concert per se. I've, I've enjoyed all of them, but I will say there was one I remember at the uh, Desert Sky Rush. It was like, I don't know, about 10 years ago. I think it might have been, um, I, I can't remember what tour it was. But anyway, police officer got shot right out there at the QT during the concert really like it was all over the news and then the helicopters were circling and everybody was basically blocked in there for like four hours afterwards just, oh, they weren't letting anybody leave because right. the guy got shot and he was on the loose right <laughs> so kind of <laughs> a trip loose. you know the helicopters are like circling <laughs> he was on like, the loose I, I like that term yeah <laughs> but it was a great show other than that, you know? I feel like I'm on the loose it's right a good now. song though lover yeah. boy it <laughs> 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 is the song. Okay. I'm, so, but nothing happening inside a concert, actually, inside a show. I, I had a friend of mine, we went and saw, um, it was Fight, the band Fight, which is Rob Halford from Priest, his mm -hmm. band, I saw and that. Anthrax. Okay. And this was John Bush Anthrax, Sound of White Noise. This was in El Paso at a small little club, and a real small club. And it was really cool. My friend was like a hardcore like Anthrax fan, and, and <laughs> during Fight, he uh, got to the front, and he passed out, oh, and he lame. missed the whole show. Oh man! Because he passed, he was on the he was on the rail, oh. and he passed out the whole show. Like they were holding him up from behind. Well, he ended up falling, yeah, he ended up passing out, and then he ended up uh, wow, like waking up in the <laughs> you know in the that's terrible the pussy ward. <laughs> I'm crazy. just kidding. <laughs> you should know your limits at a concert. Sometimes they take you backstage for those, dude. Well, <laughs> right, the backstage, right. like oh, right. Oh, he I passed out because of us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get any, like, you know, 
keg stands from Anthrax because he passed out at the show. Oh, <laughs> it's not how it works, Heidi. They want their they want their fans awake <laughs> during shows. Yeah. Um, cool, man. All right, I dig this conversation. I like where we go. I love concerts, man. I always like having my concert chronicles. You know, stories of jumping the you know jumping your seats and you know are you guys uh, seat jumpers? Yes. Yeah, yeah I've done you? that back in the day. Back in the back day, when I was younger, probably. I got to see every Ozfest that came through, all the way back to New Year's Evil. All right, yeah, so that show. And that's Crazy that's like show. my top five show of all time. Yeah, with Sabbath, the original lineup. Yep. And that was the first show they ever had at Bank One Ballpark. That yeah, was the, it was. That was wasn't the first it, right? event they ever had. And I caught Tony Iommi's pick that night. That was like one of my favorites. In though. the air, dude. He threw it and it slapped right in my. Fa- I'm not kidding. What, wasn't that a great show though? In my hand, a palm. He like he pointed it. He pointed like he pointed to the guy to my right. So I'm like right at the rail. I'm the front row of this Black Sabbath, right? I'm yeah. right at the rail, and Iommi is up there, and I'm right in front of him, and he looks to the guy to my right. So think of you being Iommi. You're looking to your left to a certain degree. And he looks at him. Here's, here it comes. He's like tossing. He's getting ready to toss the pick. He's got his left hand out. He's got the pick in his hand. He's like, here it comes. Here it comes. Ready, ready, ready. And he tosses it, and it flutters in the air, and it lands right in my hand. That's awesome. <laughs> and, he, and Naomi looks at me, and he looks at that dude, and he goes, the, uh, sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It literally yeah. caught my hand. I was like, I've never experienced that before in my That's life. Amazing. Man. That I mean, I willed that show. shit. That was, that, was some, that was the secret. I used the secret to get that yeah. pick. Manifestation. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. <laughs> well, considering that place was packed and I made it all the way to the front row, I wasn't in front row the whole show. I was up front only for Sabbath. So I wormed my way up front, you know, to get up front as close as I could. And I did. I made it. Dude, I, I didn't get down to, to the bottom until Sabbath went on, but I had 10 seats almost towards probably the midsection. And uh, there were like three pits, and you, I mean, fire, like during Pantera. Was it Pantera? And um, there's like Megadeth, Fear Factory during the earlier part of the day. Right. I mean, the pits were just crazy. That, yeah. that was like one of the most craziest shows. Yeah, they were on fire. Too, man. <laughs> they there was like, what, 50,000 people there or something yeah. ridiculous? Yeah, there's about four or five, uh, or probably more, four or five trash can fires going on in the field. Yeah. It's wild, man. Any, any of these uh, outdoor arenas out here all have the fire pits going. Yeah, but they always burn plastic, and you don't want to be anywhere near it, right? <laughs> right? So good. Well, I was at San Bernardino. We saw the OzFest and NotFest there, and the big, big grass field they have up there, and started a big fire. There's all over the place, these fire pits and everything like that. And then you like have these guys uh, walking through the crowd with the big branches that they snapped off the trees, <laughs> like, our hero, you know, yay. Yeah. Like he, and he's the guy you never would ever, ever, ever want to hang around with, okay. you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. he's that bad influence, dude. But he's like, but he's the hero at the show because he's got the wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with the wood is always the hero. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to play a song. I actually, uh, I, I did find some drug. Oh, code thanks words. for having us. We can, <laughs> we can play this song from you guys. Because we are playing one. We're, we're going to play Quiet Next Hour. What, what, ask me what my favorite concert ever was. What's your favorite concert ever? Well, it's funny you should ask. It's happening <laughs> a week from today. Oh, yes. July 29th at 8 p.m. in Prescott Valley. It's called A Dirty Hot Summer Party featuring Vex, Voodoo Sex Cult, C28, The Havenites, and The Sex Toys. And that's at Tony's 2 in Prescott Valley, July 29th, 8 p.m. Nice. My favorite concert ever. <laughs> Sounds like a nice lineup. <laughs> nice. Um, Prescott, by the way. Prescott Valley. So it's going to be nice up there. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, low 60s at night. It's right. Be amazing. What time do you guys go on? 
uh, around 9 p.m. Okay, perfect. Very cool. What do we want to play off the album? Road Come to on. Success. Road to Success. All right. That sounds like, is that your final answer? Fi- final answer. <laughs> All right. We'll come right back. Maybe we'll play some drug code with these guys. This is the one we did the uh, stop motion video for. Perfect. You, you guys can listen find to that on YouTube. All right. Let me stop that. Boop. All right. Here we go. It's all set up here. It's the road to success. Heidi, I think we'll have to take a break real quick. And <laughs> there's so much creaking going on when there's like silence time. <laughs> just all the chairs. I'm sorry. They're my headphones. It sounds really funny right now. Where's all the creaking gone? <laughs> if you want to watch the video, you guys can go on YouTube. Vex, the road to success.
Yes, every song is good to the last drop or note or tone. It's a drop, dude. It's something like that, right? All right, either way. Dropping it. Road to success from Vex right here on Going Global with Gas. Man. <laughs> Tidy Gat hanging out with us. Really, Always. Well, really slow today. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's cool. We have Vex <laughs> with us. That's They're responsible for that song. Vitriolum is the album. That we it, are responsible. We're the responsible <laughs> party. <laughs> that, I like to say that. <laughs> they are responsible for the ones bringing you that song. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Road to success. I, I dig it, man. And uh, you guys uh, have a show coming up next weekend at Prescott Valley. And you want to give out the details one more time on that? Yeah, it's called a Dirty Hot Summer Party, Prescott Valley, Tony's 2, Saturday, July 29th at 8 p.m. We've got Vex, Voodoo Sex Cult, C28, The Havenites, and The Sex Toys. Right on. Now, no relation to The Sex Toys you used in the album Vitriolum, right? <laughs> we don't. We'll ask them on Saturday. <laughs> Were we used in your album? <laughs> no, we want that we 17 check signed, 17 cent <laughs> check signed to us. Right, exactly. So, um, I, I'm, <clears throat> before we get moving on, I'm going to play some drug code in a minute here, but uh, I just want to, um, I'm letting my beard grow out a little bit. I haven't shaved in a minute. And um, I was wondering, because uh, <laughs> I was like, maybe I can go back into high school and pretend to be a hipster, you know? <laughs> Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> why are you looking at me when you say that? Man? I'm just kidding. Actually, I wrote down. I was like, I was like, maybe. How about this? Think now. Think about this idea right here. Ready? Okay. So, a middle-aged Caucasian man grows a beard to become a hipster to go undercover as a basketball player at a local junior college to thwart a massive drug ring on the show White Men Can't Jump Street. <laughs> I think you should stick to radio. <laughs> you have good ideas, man. <laughs> cool story, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, I so that, but I, I did tag it because, like, you know, I, this is the one I posted on Facebook. I was like, I usually don't like like th- 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 those jokes never make the stage, basically, right? Like when I do the actual stand-up comedy, th- this isn't something I'm going to say on the stage. Believe me, it's not. Which <laughs> thanks for saving it for our interview. <laughs> <laughs> but I put, but I posted on the post itself. I go my stupid Saturday morning joke. So I recognize it's stupid, which re- relieves but any that's kind why of. It's so funny. <laughs> Self-deprecation will get you everywhere. Uh, right, right. It's just a silly, stupid joke. Have you guys ever seen Kevin do stand-up yet? I have. Uh, he's hosted yeah, a couple of events it. that mm. we've invited him. to to, to do <laughs> he's he gets a g- great response yeah thank you yeah. man yeah you saw me last week Heidi or a couple weeks ago for the first time I did it was pretty funny what'd you think yeah it was hilarious yeah. Yeah, you're hilarious <laughs> yeah you did uh, I, I, the best hometown fest I did yeah one, yeah. one of the nights yeah yeah yeah, I, I, uh, it's 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 funny to figure out like what material to do on stage as opposed to doing on the radio as opposed to posting on Facebook. You know, like the stuff on Facebook is social media. You don't really want to give away too much of your material. You don't want to give away too much of your ideas because someone's going to snag it. So you got to be really weird and like maybe silly or just whatever. So I mean, as far as um, I mean, you guys don't have to deal with that as far as music goes. You know, you don't have to. Can't, we can't give you an, our idea of a song. No one's got to take your idea of a song. Yeah, but you hear, you still hear about it all the time. People Did will it? see you live, and then oh, so and so stole this riff. It happens. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Led, well, Zeppelin, see, the, Led Zeppelin was one of the bigger ones. They had that issue with the stairway. There's been a couple of them. They actually lost several lawsuits before that even. Right. With the uh, what was it, Holland Wolf stuff? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, they're one of the from the first album kind of stuff. Yeah, like it was a heavily blues. I mean, right. I don't know. If, it's never intentional, but like dazed and confused. And some of those songs were actually old blues standards. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, and they would just Led Zeppelin it up, man. And that they were a great band, man. Right. They just took too much of that song, is what it is. 
<laughs> I know, mean, do you think if it, I, that's kind of how it worked out? What happened down? was a lot of them probably didn't even own the rights to that stuff because it was so long ago, and they definitely didn't have contracts, you know, back in the day. Right. You know what I mean? Hmm. You guys want some drug code? Sure. I would just like to say that your 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 T-shirt is handsome. Thank you. I'm wearing uh, the best T-shirt. Right I'm gonna now. take this is the. I'm gonna take the opportunity, man. What? The best clothing company. <laughs> dot com. Yeah, but it's the Star Wars version one, which is I dig. It is a Star Wars font, and you look very handsome in it. Thank you. I like it. It feels good. I like the. It's a good feeling shirt. You know, that's what I like. That's important. I think even for bands, when you have a shirt, you know, don't. You know, have a shirt people want to wear. Right. You know, I know your logo's cool, you know, and I want to be a supporter, but if your shirt sucks and it makes me feel fat or makes me, doesn't, <laughs> you know, stretch enough or if it's too tight around the neck or if it's, you know, not enough room around my tits, I mean, you know, I, mean, I don't know, man. It's like, I need some fucking room. Well, your tits look great <laughs> today. <laughs> well, my man boobs haven't dropped yet, so we're, we're still okay there. <laughs> tit, tit room is the first thing I look for in a <laughs> Tit shirt. room for a good shirt? Yeah, you want how it's going to drape, right? He has one on his back for slow dance. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm almost ready for my C cup now, so I, this is an important thing that I have to look at when I shop at Dillard's. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cut his mic, please. Are you ready for some drugs? It's just a drug test, so nothing to be scared of. Ooh, I'm excited. What kind of drugs are we testing? <laughs> Hold on to your values as we step through the looking glass into a hippie pot party. Some people uh, think that. To puff the magic dragon means they're really to smoke, uh, smoke a marijuana cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. The history of marijuana. Marijuana, the, the one drug that never killed anybody. Are you on drugs or is this your naturally moronic self? Marijuana has become a part of the popular consumer culture of the United States. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <laughs> Not anymore. We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Get out of here! Is marijuana really where it's at? Is it really as righteous as you think? You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Where can I get some marijuana? I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. I'm so wasted! I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> it's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. I mean, a Maui, Wowie, a Panama Red, Acapulco Gold. It's all marijuana. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. The amazing stuff about this is take it home and just get stoned at a bejesus mm. belt. You don't want it I think I kind of want it. <laughs> okay, but just this once. Come on in. I think I need to have a contest on naming every movie that I use for that opener. Yeah, did, so you edited that together? Yes. That was masterful. Thank you. <laughs> so that's a long version. That is, I, I will admit, that is the long version. But, you know, hey, I, I, was, I, I like, love it. I was so confused. I was like, cool. is time really moving that slow right <laughs> now? Because it seemed like it took way longer than usual. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have one of those ears, man, when I hear a movie or something like that and a sound bit that I just know where it, it can go, you know? Just one of those things that just... It's part of my flow. The Dewey Cox story is one yeah, of my all-time <laughs> favorites. I was just going to say, there's a lot of Dewey in there, and that's his oh, favorite. I love <laughs> right, it. Right, there's some Dewey, right, exactly. Some Cheech, of course. you got to have that. Oh, yeah. So the drug code is the game we're going to play for the next few minutes. Now, these are words that people use in the streets, man, all right? Like, when you're actually going to go hook up with your dealer, you'd have to use these words and terms to get your shit. Because you can't just go to them, hey, man, I need some heroin. 
<laughs> you know, that just doesn't fly, right? The druggie's like, shut, shut the fuck up, dude. What are you talking about? You know, give me the, give me the words, you know, give me something that is going to replace the word heroin where you can be cool and sly about it. And then I will be like, oh, now I know what you're doing. I'm on your tip now, man. And why would we know any yeah. of this? Asking, for, <laughs> asking for a friend. <laughs> well, what I, well, I basically, this is an educational moment that I like to do once in a while. Are there cash prizes involved? Because uh, how many do you need? I'll <laughs> there are there are prizes for pride only <laughs> <laughs> that's all you get right now so what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you a word and you got to decide what is it stand for what is the code word for the word <laughs> here we go here we go the code word for big harry what does big harry mean you can't see me. Dude, I have no idea, <laughs> as usual. Anybody? Male prostitution. No, it's drugs, man, drugs. Oh, that's, that's a drug for me. Yeah. <laughs> you go to like KeithRichards.com or something. <laughs> right. Right, is it Mom, a, Blue Harry. It's probably, uh, uh, it's probably weed. about weed. Big Harry. Big Harry. Or is it like an erectile dysfunction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pill. <laughs> is it weed? <laughs> it's not weed, no. Uh, uh, All right, you guys suck. I'm going to give you the answer. Okay. Big Harry is heroin. Oh, okay. Come on, uh, I, thought, I thought that was like an easy one. should have been kind of obvious, actually. Oh, now that, that makes sense now. <laughs> of course it I makes put, sense Well, now. no, I put this ad up on Craigslist once, and I never put my name Heidi because then like all these dudes start calling me and it's really creepy so you put so big Harry and now you got a heroin <laughs> drug <laughs> so seriously I put Harry and I got all these like messages about like getting heroin I'll take a 20 like, piece <laughs> I was so confused and now it makes so much sense oh, wow. thank you for that <laughs> true story okay. doesn't surprise me <laughs> There are so many words on this list. It's hard to find the next one I want to use. But for all right, well, uh, <laughs> I've got horrible street cred anyway. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. Name that. Name this drug code. Blue moons. That's not lucky charms. Is it some kind of a pharmaceutical? Um, I can say kind of, sort of, maybe it is. Hmm. I mean, I can't say it's like a pharmaceutical, like a Vicodin pharmaceutical, but it's a pharmaceutical hmm. in the in the fact that, I mean, it doesn't grow out of the ground. How about that? Hmm. Blue moons. I, this I is the last <laughs> one because we got to get... Is the, it like... No pun intended. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. Is it like the blue meth from... Uh, Breaking Bad. Thank you. Is that where you're going meth? Yeah. Okay, what, what about you? I, I would say that's probably the best. You're going yes. meth? Yeah. The best is meth? DL? <laughs> I'll go, yeah, sure, why not? You're going meth? Yeah. Jediah? I was going to go meth, too, but... Uh, Just because come on, of the break show. it. Only because of the show, though. Break yeah, the chain. Break exactly. The, yeah, come on, man. He, he's going with crack cocaine. He's going crack cocaine. Blue Moons is LSD. Oh. But thanks for playing. Right. We're horrible. Vex. I'm so bad at this game all the time, roll. too. So. We're not very rock and roll, I guess. Well, you uh, you survived the first hour. Now the second hour comes up as Aliens with Gas. Yes. So that's coming up in a minute. Woo. So you guys ready for that? Absolutely. All right. I'm ready for that. I know everyone else is waiting for that. They're like, get this drug shit out of here, man. We're gonna, let's talk some aliens, man. <laughs> aliens. So don't worry. We will be right back with some... Aliens. With Gas. Man. Aliens with Gas. Mm-hmm. 
up in smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke And all my cares Go up in smoke <laughs> Up in smoke Donde todo Es libre There are no signs Que dicen no fume So I roll un bomber Y me doy Un buen toque Y después I choke Y todos mis cares Go up in smoke Come on, let's go get high Up in smoke That's where I Cause when I'm high, the world's low, don't bother me. When life begins to be one long and dangerous road, I take the toe and all my cares go up in smoke. Hey, come here. I got some good for you. Come on. Is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> Will it blow me away? <laughs> yeah, put your seatbelt on, man. I'll tell you that way. Mm. The last time I caught an odor like that was 11 years ago. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, little boogie woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. Now, Freaking out, man. People have said, gee, I wish I had that experience. Well, I'll tell you, I'd trade places with you any time. Because since that day, my life is gone. Everything that I knew prior to that is gone. My job, my friends, my bank account, my social security number, everything. And why? Because I saw something because I didn't turn it over to somebody who told me to turn it over, because people came to my house and said, you didn't see anything, Jonathan. And if you have anything, you best give it to us, because the next people that come won't be so kind. And I told them to get out of my house. And I said, I'm gonna call the police. They said, go ahead, they're with us. 
And they were. They were sitting out in front of my house. Aliens. With gas. Man. It's Doc, heavy, dude. Dr. Jonathan Reed, right there in his story. And yeah, we're going to really dive into this one here because Vex is with us, the band. And uh, DL, he mentioned this, this story that I just kind of stumbled upon myself after him letting me know what this is going on. And I'm like, this, <coughs> yeah. this is le- a legit story, I think, to a certain degree. I mean, of course, they're all legit stories. Right. And whether, whether it's so real or it's not is, is another aspect of I it. I want to believe. Yes, that's DL, by the way, hanging out with us. What's, what's up? up, guys? How right are you? What's up? We got Joe Dyer with us as well. Today. Yes, hello. Well, and Keith. How's it going? And they are a part of the band Vex. We're missing Adam of the band, but... Uh, Immensely. We're going to hear some of their music during this show, and we're going to get into their music and their mystery and what they kind of are into as well, and I think it's going to get a good conversation going for us today. Heidi? I feel it. Heidi Gad. What's up? What's oh, up? Oh, yeah, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kevin Gassman again. The, the extraterrestrial rock show has begun as we broadcast from an undisclosed location somewhere on this planet. Aliens. <laughs> with, with gas. Man. Is that why you're looking at me? No, no. I was just, you know. So DL sent me a little list of things he kind of wanted to chat about. And this Dr. Jonathan Reed story was a real interesting one yeah. that I saw for the first time last night. And I didn't know this really existed, this story, until I realized now this whole – I mean, this is almost like finding a – <laughs> like a backlog of a really great album of a band. Like, wow, I wish I would have known about this. It's a rabbit hole. You're just going to it goes on and on. Because this happened in 96? Is that uh, right? Was, uh, October 15th, 95. 1996. Yeah. 96. Yep. Okay, yes, okay. Correct. So, um, yeah, so the story goes on. We have a couple other clips of him talking about his experience with this. It's not the full thing. It's not the full story of what he went through. You can find that on your own time and do that, please, to do some research on this story because it is pretty fascinating stuff, man. And not only that, I mean, he went hiking. He went with his dog, and his dog took off on him, and he heard his dog screaming and yelling. He went to go find out what it was and found out the dog had this being that was lying on the ground. The The arm of this being was in this dog's mouth, is from what he said. And then, you know, he watched this being destroy the dog in half basically rip it in half and then it supposedly turned to white ash hmm I didn't, I didn't catch that part yeah. the dog turned into white ash after the being supposedly ripped it in half or whatever it the body oh, see I didn't know that yeah interesting yeah. well the thing was is he followed where the dog was he grabbed a stick and brained him <laughs> he smashed him in the head this thing whatever it is and he brought it back with him, and there's a video online of this being that he's... Yeah, he wrapped it in a thermal blanket. Right. So, which looks really weird, because mm. it looks like a piece of chocolate. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a really cool candy bar. Yeah, yeah like a... What with a head wound. <laughs> it, it, right, but it's hard to tell what it was at first. I was looking at the images, and I'm like, is that a drawing, or is that an actual, like, a being that is, like, on this thermal piece of, you know, blanket, whatever it was, right? A thermal blanket. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he unwraps it. Like, I mean, it's like a little shit of a candy bar or something. I don't know. And it's this. And then the eye blinks. Was it the eye yeah. blink or the eye, the eye moved a little bit? Or, it's he, a little blink, I think. Or was it, was it like that without it? Because he turned the head is when it showed it blinks. So maybe the eye was already open and the, uh, and the reflection of the light made it look like it blinked. Maybe. Or maybe it really blinked. Or maybe. You think so? I mean, he a, maybe he made a clay doll. Who knows? Do you think it was pretending to be dead? <laughs> well, to me, I mean, didn't, didn't, didn't he say that he was used, kind of filming it with an old school camera where he was kind of holding the camera down below him? And he was so he was just looking through a viewfinder while he was kind of like 
turning it and walking around it. So he didn't even notice that it was blinking. Oh, right, he said if you. you would have noticed it was blinking, he would have freaked out. Oh, yeah. But he was just viewing it through a little tiny, you know, VHS. Right. He didn't recognize it until afterwards. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's this. intense, the, man. It's, it looks like a wrinkled face, kind of like, a, you know, maybe one of those shrunken head. You know, It almost looks things. like one of the ones from Fire in the Sky. I don't know if you remember the the abduction scene where he, right. he's, Travis Walton's in the, the craft and. You think this is the ones that the, the kind that actually do the, the, the surgery type similar, of stuff? I don't know the ones that do the surgery and stuff. The 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 minions of them, yeah, right. Yeah. Would that be the minions? Because he was a short body. This thing, he said, like a body of like a, a what? I don't know, like a, a child, a I think child, like a three year old, something <clears> like that <throat> type of size, with a big normal head or something like that, right? Yeah, and then he saw the, the obelisk, the the little drone ship that was. It kind of looked like a. Oh, that black thing black, that was in uh, right. long diamond kind of thing, and it yes. gave him really bad diarrhea, and he passed out for a while. And the, the story goes on and on. Man. Yeah, this yeah. guy is pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah, and I, then he was—I don't know if you, how far into it have you gone. He was apparently shot. It's like seven or eight years ago, you know, trying to sell his book, and he had a—he had a real bullet wound. I don't know if, how far he'd go for the story, but. Right. That makes another thing is like, you know, at what point would we'll be like, all right, you know, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> or, or maybe you can put the guns down <laughs> maybe now. Maybe he got shot know? for something totally different. He's like, this will work with my story. <laughs> maybe he was just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. So he had some road rage. Maybe he just <laughs> yeah. cut somebody off on the road. He's like, but wait, this will work. This will work. Call him in. <laughs> right. We can bring this into the. He shot himself in yeah. an accident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, does the story pan out? I mean, it's it's been almost 30 years, a little bit more. It's than like that. any other story. There's people that say it's a hoax. There's people that say it's real. You know, it's. Yeah, I guess you have to decide for yourself. Yeah, what, 20 years? Has it been 20 years? Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah over, yeah. yeah. 21, almost 20, yeah, 21 years. Right, so what, what would, yeah, you know, like obviously having that kind of story and coming out with it, you know, people do. And, you know, look, there's a lot of people out in this world. And it never ceases to amaze me what some people would say. Right. And how Happens. far they would go to the lengths of getting the attention they want to get the attention for. You know, especially and if you can make money at it down the road, like it's there's always that. You know sure, I mean? I mean, if you're not doing anything with your life, or if you're thinking that your life sucks and I want to do something else, maybe I can create this fantasy story and you know, I can you know make money off it. There's all right, you know, they believe it so much in their head that they can create a story out of it, making their mark in the world in their own right. little way, right? Right, but you know, like you said, you know, if you're getting shot at, or if you know. Right. If, you getting? I'm sure the guy's gotten death threats regardless. I mean, even that clip we played at the beginning where he talks about the cops there saying, hey, you don't want the next batch of people showing yeah, up. Yeah, it's very believable. Right. Like, you can look around and see that. Right. So what it really comes down to is him, Dr. Jonathan Reed, not divulging the video to the right people or, you know, whoever the right people are. You know, they held it himself, more or less, kind of like what they were trying to do with the, the Nazca, right. you know. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. I'm not sure. You know, I'm I'm, I'm buying the, the the negative it's, vibes on that one over there. I don't know if you know that the NASCAR mummy and stuff. Yeah. The newer one. Yeah. Where, yeah. I, I think NASCAR's got some definitely interesting stuff. Sure. But I don't think that's it. Yeah. You know I, I mean, that to me that looks really weird. I think that's a cry for a little more attention. Maybe. Um, be for tour, tourism. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like. Right. I think people the people there. involved in that have already been debunked for something else they tried a couple years ago. Anyway. Yeah, they have been right. But anyway, going back to Jonathan Reed, he. He claims some mysterious vans pulled up and um, took off took off with the body, and he had you know samples of the blood or whatever from the head wound that he kept and had them analyzed supposedly. And that guy 
he said two two people that were running tests were murdered. <laughs> it, it, it just there's a lot of layers to the story. It's really interesting. If you know if it's a hoax, he's he's definitely thought thought it through. Well, and a lot of people are reacting to it. Oh, of course. Well, there's there's always there's all the other stuff too, right? Him getting fired from his job and people from his bank claiming that they had never seen him before. Yeah, his bank account was frozen, and he went to a, I guess he was a psychologist or some kind of therapist, and he went to the took a a journalist or something. I I can't remember, but someone they went to his office to find out if he legit worked there, and the door, the door guy he'd known for ten years pretended not to know him or something, or said I can't let you in, Doctor Reed, or I can't remember how it goes, but he got. He got locked out got of black his listed. life of everything. Yeah, that's what he was t- yeah. saying there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything, I lost everything. I mean, they, I, I mean, at what point, what, I mean, you wanted to discredit this guy? Is that what the point is, obviously, is to take away everything this guy has to his, to his life, and then who's going to believe this guy? That's what the Look CIA what does, and those, those government d- divisions do. For That's what they do. So if... If they they'll make you look crazy, or they'll just make it look like you had a bad accident. You know, yeah. if, if they really if there's some truth to it, there's definitely people that should that have probably died under mysterious circumstances, even if it wasn't true. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But that's uh, you're opening up a can of worms anytime you start saying that stuff, especially if you were a former employee of the government. Right. You know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. when they really start getting pissed because then it looks legit. You yeah. Know? Robert Lazar, you know, guys like that. Well, we've had a few people from the government, you know, I mean, some clips from them talking about what they've seen and, and coming out. And, you know, they're, they kind of go in conferences together. They hang out with each other, you know, so they kind of wherever they go, they're always in groups in a sense of doing these seminars as they're not like lone wolves, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a better way to approach it and say, hey, look, all of us are after this, you know, you got to wipe us all out or, you know, I mean, or. Safety in numbers, man. Well, you would think, right, is that would be one of the things. A lot of governments are starting to release their X-Files or whatever you want to call it, like France and a bunch of European countries have. And not so, that many people. What, what's the point of making it up at some point? Like, yeah, there's a lot of BS, but a lot of it, you got to put some credence behind it. Right. I mean, yeah. some, it has, I mean? has some validity to go look into it and say, like, what, the, what is going on here? People are really seeing this. But the uh, problem is, is that when these governments do release these X-Files and these other you know, uh, whatever confidential, you know, thing yeah. that's been going on in their countries. It's not that they release them. It's the fact that what kind of attention will those get yeah. through They're the declassified, through, right? They declassify. Okay. They declassify them. But I mean, like how much will our mainstream media pick that up as far as being a real story? Yeah. And how much should it be a real story? I mean, because really, if you think about it, the reality of, of exposing the, uh, Aliens, you know, exposing their involvement in our society. I mean, that takes top precedent over anything as far as breathing air, eating food, and drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not the next. And war, for that matter. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because once you figure this out, everything else below that is going to be washed out. Petty. Right. Yeah, because if you go back to Roswell, that's right around the time, literally after we dro- started dropping the f- testing out the first nuclear weapons. So they always correlate that to why they would have come here, or maybe they, you know, let themselves be known. Right. And if you think about it, like even Eisenhower, he had many documents regarding um, actual connection. Like they had like top military officials having like close encounter type movie type stuff where they're meeting with these. Aliens, you right. know what I mean? And it's documented, and you're like, 
Okay, well, it's kind of believable. Why, that only discredits you, so you don't have any reason to make it up if you're, like, high up. You know what I mean? Right. And that's a lot you're risking right. for lying. It's, it's, it's actually goes against you normally because they'll just discredit you and make, make you look like you're, you're crazy or right. whatever, even if there is you know. Well, that was the MO back in the, what, 50s and 60s. Yeah. Is that the cops would always, you know, no, you, you're crazy. You saw, you didn't see yeah. nothing. You didn't see, you know, yeah. And yeah. intimidation, swamp yeah. gas. <laughs> like be, uh, behold, a, have you ever read uh, "Behold a Pale Horse"? No. Remember William Cooper, he was he, like, he was shot in his driveway. Wasn't he? he literally got in, shot in Maricopa by deputies that were like undercover. Like they finally, I think they took him out because he had his book. Some of it's almost hard to even swallow. It's so crazy. But it goes back to before even Kennedy and just, you know, he, he all these Eisenhower meetings and all this different stuff and all these different elements. And you're just like, if this guy's lying, man, it's it, it's insane. It's quite the lie. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty eccentric. We stuff. had somebody call in. We did a call in and he talked about somebody getting shot and killed by somebody. Remember that? Oh, this yeah. This was a long time ago. We're going to have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. I vaguely remember and I don't it. know if it was Cooper. It could have been. But there was a story where this guy was pretty much – he knew too much. And yeah. and uh, he lived in a small town or a small area, and they uh, shot him at late at night. Was this a late at night thing? It, he actually had like a long dirt driveway. This might be the same one. This and, might um, be the same they story. Basically, it was late at night. Yeah, the and they played music they, to get they, him out. They posed as like a bunch of kids like might be uh, yes. partying. And they were undercover, right. and he went out there, and they ambushed him, basically right. shot him in the back. Well, from what they said is that he would de he would definitely come out with his gun like in AKs his hand. and stuff. Yeah, like he was he made it known he was not going to go quietly. Right. And they didn't like that. Right. And you're just like, why would these guys be out there trying to draw him out there? Like it was definitely some type of weird ambush. Right. You yeah. Know what I mean? That's like, the story. Yeah. And he he's the one that wrote that book, and it some of it is I'm I'm out there when it comes to theories and stuff, but. Like, some of it, you're almost hoping he is lying. You know what I mean? It's that right. crazy. He's yeah. ex-CIA naval intelligence and all this stuff. And you're like, wow, this is – this is. why would he write a book to just ruin his entire career? You right. know what I mean? Like it's, it's, It is bizarre. Well, the thing is, is, you know, having all this information out there and, you know, going to search it for yourself to try to expose the truth. And we've seen where that leads us, which is not a very fun path. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't last very long, I guess you can say. Yeah. So that being a deterrent to a lot of people from doing any more research, obviously, is what they want. They want to intimidate yeah. that. But there's always going to be somebody who's going to be doing it. There's always going to be yeah. someone to step in line when that person gets off. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah. stop that momentum from from anyone. Well, and yeah. if there's all these stories about it, like there has to be some like some of truth behind it. Because yeah. why would it people keep having these situations? It, it's like, yeah, you can't discredit all of it. And right. that kind of my point earlier was is that it's just as easy to just make it look like you're bat, shit, bat crazy. And you know what I mean? Once you do that, then it doesn't matter if your story's true. They just make you look like you're Right. Yeah. Right. So. Tough spot, man. You can, walk like, you can walk around like the emperor. Who's the one from San Francisco? The emperor you're not talking about? Um. Oh, oh, I forgot oh, his rats. name. <laughs> anyway, some guy who walked around San Francisco in the late oh, 1800s. Ashley told us about basically it. Basically, he was the emperor, and people treated him as the emperor. He walked around as an emperor. Had, like, his own money. Oh, yeah, God, right. What was his name? <laughs> Ashley, if you're listening, call yeah. me now. But <laughs> the point being is that, you know, I mean, we just, you know, this is a crazy dude who just everyone accepted that he was crazy and just went about our day, you know? Like, all right, here. Made their lives a little more colorful. 
That's for sure. I wish people would enable me like that. (laughs) Yeah. Has a nice ring to it, Emperor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do some Googling. How fast can you Google? Norton. Norton, that's right. Emperor Norton. That's who it is. God damn it. I should have had that. <laughs> Let's do a song, man. How about that? Since we're talking about you know, the hush and hushing, right? You know, keeping it quiet, you know, not to say too much. How about the song Quiet from you guys? Perfect. Segment. You can play this on the jukebox. Yeah, this is available on the jukebox. <laughs> this is the digital jukebox, right? 17 yeah. cents. All over, the, way. all over the world? I'm not sure. What's the, what's the company called? It's uh, just those digital ones you see at the bar. Yeah. I think if you find it in there and you play it. I'll have you know. to check my... <laughs> 14 cent royalty check (laughs) (laughs) next Saturday you guys have a jam out in Prescott Valley so why don't you tell everyone where that is going to be yep it's uh, Saturday July 29th 8pm at Tony's 2 it's called a dirty hot summer party we have Vex Voodoo Sex Cult C28 The Havenites and The Sex Toys Nice. And this one's called Quiet. It's from the album Vitriolum. And you got to dig this one. So hang tight with us. The Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Aliens. With gas. Man. Let's just be quiet. Just call you later 
Washington State, about an hour east of Seattle, I believe, is where he came upon this being that basically ripped his dog apart. Um, DL, you're saying that the dog just dis- dissipated into ash. 
That's what Jonathan Reed said. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just an amazing thing to even see that and see what you you know. Can you imagine going through that dr- trauma alone? Yeah, know? my dog's my best friend. That would suck. Right. I mean, to see that and have that happen for sure. You know, uh, you know when he comes home and has his body in the freezer, and he goes and pulls it out again. And he, you know, my thing is like this guy, this this thing's still alive. You know, this, there's no way a bash in the head's gonna kill an alien. But are they, are they that fragile? I don't know. He he, he had a, a sizable branch, and he he beat him about the head and face. Yeah, he must have just really came down on that baby hard, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he just saw his dog get murdered. <laughs> right. yeah, just pissed. sheer fear <laughs> probably drove that one. Yeah. Well, he talks about that. He's like, I don't know why I did it, man. I just like it just came across me to do it. You know, I blacked out on it, and that's what it just what it is. You know, there's no rational uh, reaction you can have from it. You know, and I, I always think about that. You know, when you talk about the reactions of people watching UFOs on video camera, right? You know, when they're cameraing it, you know, and <laughs> cameraing it. Yeah, I create words on the show. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. They don't say a word. Uh, give me a break. No, yo. man. I'll tell you a real life story that happened to me, and it, it was surreal. If, if you, yeah, when go we for get it. to the yeah. Phoenix Lights, we're going to talk about the Phoenix Lights. Uh, this was uh, oh, uh, March thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Right, biggest mass sighting ever reported, I believe, at least in the U.S. And you know, they said it was flares, whatever. I was driving. I don't know if you're familiar, listeners, with the streets in Phoenix, but. I was driving <clears throat> north on 32nd towards Lincoln, and there was a bunch of cars pulled over to the right side, maybe five or six cars, and there were people just standing outside of their cars with the doors open and the lights on, and you could hear some radios play, being played. And you have to remember, this is before cell smartphones and all that stuff. Right. But I, I thought there was an accident, so I you know, couldn't really get by, so I kind of sat there for a minute trying to see what was going on, and everyone's... Wo- outside of their vehicles looking at the sky so i got out of mine and looked up and it wasn't lights man this was a craft that was over a mile wide. it blocked out the whole sky and it was v-shaped and it had almost like mercury skin for the metal on the hull and these brilliant amber orbs uh one at the tip and then a couple on the on the wings and it silently coasted over us heading southwest and nobody said a word you know I, I i hear what you're saying but nobody was freaking out nobody was nobody said anything and then there was a little bit of murmuring i was by myself and then everybody just kind of got in their cars and slowly drove away it was the most surreal experience man. that was on the east side though the lights were on the west side that's the thing about about that whole thing that the lights were part of it but there was actually a v-shaped craft that was witnessed from all the way from washington state down to mexico and over twenty thousand people saw that thing mm-hmm. and that was the one simington even came out and said he witnessed it but he couldn't say it yeah, while at, he was the, in at the time he had a press conference and brought out a guy in an alien suit right remember that don't take it, it so i found right. out the perpetrator and everybody was upset because he made fun, he of, made it, fun right? of it but yeah. he came out Years later, it turns out he was only about a half mile from where I was, and he saw the same thing, and he said, the the craft I saw was not from this world. That's what Fife Symington, yeah. he's on video saying Yeah, that. he's literally said it blocked out the stars, and it, it was the biggest thing he's ever seen, and the only reason he couldn't talk about it was when he was in office. He had to discredit it. Which is the saddest there. part right. in the whole story right there. Right, he had to. Why? Because, yo, you can't say that. I mean, because he could have, you know, had he not told anybody until he first said it on a microphone in front of people. Yeah. You know, he could have done that and said, I saw the ship last night. How close was it to you? Like, it was low. uh, It's hard to say, but 
a thousand feet. I don't, you know, that's close for something. That so you were big. saying this is the same ship that came down from the top of the country all the way down into Mexico. I it know it came several days. It was it was tracked from Henderson, Nevada, came down through Kingman and then into Mexico. So, from what I, there's so many, so many witnesses, so many. Yeah, it was over twenty thousand eyewitnesses. I mean, right? It was they got, they got inundated like it shut down the phone lines, you know, at the Capitol or wherever. Right. <clears throat> and that was a lot of people so, were upset about that. All right, so you said this was a pretty uh, big deal in you. This was a big moment in your For life. For sure, man, because right. I, you know, I had always had interest, but, you know, I'm a healthy skeptic with an interest, you know. You want to keep an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep but some when, re- when you see something like that, and then it, it changes, you know, you have to see something to believe it, right? And then once you see something like that, then it's okay. That's If that's ours... That is some serious, you know, black op stuff that, yeah, or, you know, there's hologram theories. You know, there's, especially now you got the internet at your fingertips. There's a million and you start second guessing, but right. whatever I saw, it was different from anything I've ever seen before is all right. I can say. And like you're, and we talk about the, like I said, not saying anything, you know, when you see something that's so out of this world having that be your natural instinct as a human when you see something like this that's not normal that's not an yeah, everyday now, now maybe we could talk about human psychology like when you're filming and you know people are going to be watching does that change your reaction like oh you know you react more you know an animated, cameras on maybe um, but I will also say this it, it it's whatever the craft was seemed to to generate a calming effect it was strange I felt I don't know. You didn't I just, feel scared. I didn't feel scared. I felt in awe, but I also felt very calm and, uh, I don't know, almost like full of wonder. I don't know how to really describe the feeling. It right. was. It definitely wasn't panic or anything like that. I mean, I, I remember thinking, like, what the hell is that? But also, I had this feeling of That's right. what everybody what. reports that was in a close proximity to it, even those, uh, the mother-daughter we had on yeah. at the Congress interesting we had i don't know it was a week or two ago we talked about or maybe not that maybe a little bit longer but someone was talking about he was on his bike and he he was a younger kid obviously but he was on his bike and he saw the saw it right above and then once that flew away he just went about his business like like it never happened so that was the crazy like like i said everybody just kind of got back in their car nobody even turned doesn't make sense it was like dude did you see that nobody said that to me or everybody's kind of got in their cars and you know i was by myself so i didn't really know I just kind of reacted to how they reacted. So you got to think about how many people did report it and how many people didn't yeah, report it. I was thinking that some people couldn't process it. I get right. It was probably later on they realized what they saw. You know what I mean? And, right. And when you have that many people saying the same thing over like multiple states over like three days, right? You can't tell everybody they're crazy. I mean, they're, I mean come on, a mass hallucination. Right. I mean, give me a break. So what's the point of a big UFO like that? to cruise down the western portion of the United States over how, how many days? Like two or three days. Like two or say. three days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the purpose of that? Is that What's the purpose? Is it to let us know that they're there? Or I think they were looking for the big hairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd have to listen to the coin. <laughs> You'd have to listen to the show for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a different show. Right, a different it's show. not out of the realm of <laughs> possibility segment. that it could be. I mean, what's the point of doing that? Like, I mean, is it to say, I, don't, I mean, like, what if it is military? What if it is us? Right. It very well could be because right. we normally don't know what they're working on. We're 30 years behind what they've actually got. Oh, probably more than that, you know I imagine. I mean? At least. Like, right. All I'm 50. saying is if that was ours, it's it's definitely interstellar. I mean, why would you have a, a two-mile-wide craft? For, what is that but, for? Okay, but the thing is, is that you didn't get a bad vibe from it. 
it's not that I didn't get a bad vibe from it. It's that I did receive a comment. It's almost like it was generated. I'm saying it wasn't just like, oh, I felt happy. You know, it was, it definitely felt like a feeling. It numbed you like you were on Xanax probably. <laughs> right? like you were I had an immediate head. That gave you that Xanax feeling? Like, like oh, a whatever. somatic change. That's what I'm saying. It was like, it was generated from. So do you think that's a side effect of this machine that's I can only floating above? That man, but yeah. You know, pulsing out this energy. There's so of, many like. Like Heidi was saying, there's so many reports, and people always, you know, they lose time. Uh, they've received telepathic messages. There, I mean, there's a. It would hold up in any court if you took all the evidence and put. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, there's something to it. I, I, I can't say. I can only speculate, but hmm. definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just kind of curious on, on just the purpose of a flyover, you know, or a flyby. That's, that would be power if you really think about it. No matter what, even if it was like kind of benign. No matter what, Flexor or, muscles what it, what it was, it's thing. like, this is what we, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it was to see the reaction. You know? well, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, look, how many races are out there, first of all? How many are actually vying for our, you know, um, our, our lives, you know? How many, right. there's supposedly there's some that want us, that, that are protecting us, and there some, are someone, some that aren't. Someone used an analogy that stuck with me. <clears throat> they said, you know, w- you know, as humans, you know, we we tend to be, I guess, sort of arrogant in our place in the universe and be thinking we're alone. Sure, right. But when we walk by a colony of ants, you know, we're, we, do we even look down or think we, we go about our business. We don't think about ants unless they're bothering us or do maybe the only time they even think about us is if we're going to blow up the planet with nuclear weapons or whatever it could be. Maybe this was a, a, a race that hadn't been here before and they just flew over to check it out and said, Oh, there's a bunch of ants down there. Like, it's no big deal to them. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, they were clearly millions, thousands of years more evolved. Than yeah, us. but the thing about the size of planets out there compared to sizes of beings, I'm sure there's a lot out that are, you know, I mean, look, there, there was a video I saw were pictures of the moon, and there was a, something on the moon, and apparently it was a spaceship and a guy. And the guy was standing. And a guy? <laughs> oh, I'm assuming it's a guy. <laughs> I'm sorry to be like gender. Uh, no, you know, I don't mean it that way. Like, you mean like a, a, human, a human or just a well, like a, like a like a humanoid figure type okay. of thing, a tall figure that was kind of standing above the, the the ship that he was on, right? So basically, he was almost as big as the ship to a certain degree. It wasn't a big ship, but he was like, you know, whatever. He was like tall to the ship. And they measured the size of it, saying that that ship would be the size of Long Island. <laughs> so, so, that, so that guy would be pretty good in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying is like certain planets might have different sized people, sure. of and course. So you know, and then there's the whole inter you know, interdimensional school of thought, or you know. Well, I mean, look, maybe, like, maybe they don't reside on other planets. Maybe they reside in a different dimension that's all around us all the time, and we just can't see it. Well, right. I mean, but you know, I remember that Twilight Zone episode where the pe- their kids in the playing in the street and. And out comes a hand from the sky. I don't know if you remember. I think that was yeah. a Twilight song. So, like, th- we were pets to a bigger people. Mm-hmm. So, imagine their size, you know? Imagine, like, I mean, that's the size of a planet almost, you know? Yeah, it's just a little marble to them. Right. We're just, yeah, we are little ants to people. It's an ant farm. Right. We are an ant farm. We're a mean ant farm. We're red ants. <laughs> we're not black ants, right? We're red ants. We're the asshole ants. <laughs> fire ants. <laughs> we are fire ants. But there, but there are some cool black ants along <laughs> us, you know. So we got some really cool chill ones with us. So. Red ants. What? Fire ants. Yeah, fire ants are the, are the mean ones. Man, yeah. They're the ones eat, eat your head over, right? <laughs> they, bury, they bury your head up to the neck and pour your honey over your head and have the, the ants eat you to 
eat you to death. I just hope the extraterrestrials are not like ants, dude. Because <laughs> what kind of ants are you talking? about? <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> I don't know. This anyway, kind of tell, can you tell us a little about the Betty and Barney Hill's niece that you guys had on? Because that story is very intriguing to me. Uh, it's Kathleen Martin. Yeah, yeah, well, she was on a. With us this last uh, UFO Congress. And DL, what's cool about that is you can listen to that on our podcast page. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's on SoundCloud, <laughs> Aliens with Gas, two S's. There you go. All right. Right. Or our website page as well. Uh, aliens with Gas. Did she, did she talk about, <laughs> was, it, was it Betty or Barney's niece, do you know? Well, either way, did she ever talk it was, about. I think it was her niece, right? Was it a Betty's niece? I don't think it was Barney's. Oh, was she, was Too she many white? Bees, no. Now I'm yeah, I, I think it was. She was more connected to, to Betty. Yeah. Okay. Um, did she talk about how Betty drew the Zeta Reticuli star system from memory? I mean, that's pretty insane. Right. She did talk about that during her uh, presentation at International UFO Congress that happens every February <laughs> in Arizona. But we talked. We talked to, we <laughs> talked to uh, a, a lot about the family. And how it was dealt, and and you know, because yeah, these the after were effects and well that. outstanding people in the society, sure. you know. And here comes the story. It's like, you know, yeah, maybe it. Oh, maybe it's real, or maybe it's make believe. <laughs> all right, all right. That's the million dollar question. Yeah, yeah. it is right. That's yeah. what it could all be. Sure. That's what this whole show is founded on that principle. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know. The, uh, we are the Extraterrestrial Rock Show, by the way. Vex, the band, is hanging out with us. And this is our uh, radio show that broadcasts from an undisclosed location somewhere. In the Milky Way. Yeah, you On can say it like that. We are broadcasted in the cities of Phoenix, San Luis Obispo, and Occidental, California, by the way. It's a mouthful. Yeah, more information available on our website as well. Don't forget, you can find us on TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, CastBox, Player FM, did I skip one? I don't know. So many places we have to be. So many places we have to see. I still need my list. <laughs> you can find Vex on TouchTunes Jukebox. We got a song called Quiet on there. We just played it, by the way. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. And where can people find you online, by the way? Well, you can go to vexband.com, but it's it's being uh, boosted. We're retooling the website right now. But, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud. Keith, you want to? Yeah, Reverb Nation. Um, this Reverb nation.com forward slash v-e-x-p-h-x there's some videos on there a couple songs also uh, facebook.com forward slash vexband um and then vexband.com just check back with that in about a month or so yeah v-e-x and what does that stand what does that mean vex i mean i people can google the meaning right and is that legit what you're trying to message out or is there a side side message with the name of the band Uh, one of the definitions is to annoy with intent. So that's my favorite definition. That's Jeb's favorite <laughs> definition. Mine too. I love it, man. You know, it's something that makes you think. You know. Okay. Well, we I got another clip here from Dr. Jonathan Reese. Our final one we're going to play. It's a little bit about his uh, experience again with uh, the truth. Now, this is a hard lesson to take. I was brought up to believe different things happen in this country. But my rights have been totally taken away from me. And all I ask is that people open their minds and understand that this stuff may be going on to some of us. Maybe not you, maybe not your neighbor, but I know it's going on to hundreds of people in this country and other countries. I know there is a very dark force that is suppressing this information. I know that there is a lot of information that a few of us, not me, I know very little. There are a few people who know a great deal, and we need to listen to them. And we need to realize that not everything that we've always been told is true. It's 
true, man. Right. Dude, just think about it for a second. Not everything we have been told is true. And there are dark forces among us. Setting that stage, <laughs> setting that path for our lives to continue on where we're on right now. And, you know, we talk about that all the time on the shows, that matrix, you know, that life that you know we grow up in, what you, I guess, would assume is normal, <laughs> you know, whatever it is normal. And yeah, you know, all this kind of exposure to what the what it could really be out there is is mind altering, life shattering, you know, for a lot of people. So. It's paradigm shattering. That's to me. Right. That's, you know, you ask why. I don't know why they would do a flyby, but why would the why would Fife Simon can not just come out and say that, you know? And they say it would change people's perception of religions. It would change the perception of national security. And I guess I can understand that to an extent. Well, they're all scripted puppets, man. Sure, of course. So they <laughs> want the power, and they you know that's how you information is power. You got to if you have a hold of the information, you have the power. So, but soon enough, I mean, you're not going to be able to keep the the lid on it. You know, the, the lid's going to pop they can't, off. That's not. But on I right feel now. like it already no. has, and it's just man, the media is controlled by those in power. So we the lid's shaky on top of the pot. It's just bouncing, bobbling, and off been and on. I've saying this that for so long. I hope I hope it blows in my lifetime, right. man. You know, right? Because that change that's the that would be the biggest human discovery what, of all. What time. would you need? Because you know, when you have this NASCAR mummy coming off of YouTube going oh that's crap that's BS yeah. you know we talk about world disclosure from other governments but now going, it's like there's apps on your phone where you can make a UFO you know what but I mean? that's what I'm saying is right. like so. first of all so was, if the government came out and said this is the way it is we this still is what's going on true, right? well yeah, that you wouldn't if, if they did come out and said, then I would be suspicious saying okay now they're because they say you know these false flag operations they say one of the next ones going to be okay now it's an a, a attack from another race out of you know, right out of nowhere out, right. Of, out of space you know right. whatever and it's like okay I would, I would still right Zeta, yeah. Zeta I would I would be suspicious. So you ask me what I'd need, I'd probably need some Jameson. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me, my music. Jameson and my weed, I'll be all right, man. <laughs> I'll take tequila, by the way. I started reading the uh, Whitley Stryber books. Communion was the first one back in the 80s. Yeah. And after I read that book, and then you read all the other stories, like the communion letters, and everybody's story is like, they always talk about this owl and the screen memory. Like, yeah. when you see a gray... You're so, it's so out there. Your mind uses this screen memory to place this owl because it makes more sense. And you're just like, all these stories are from all over the world. And this guy, he wanted to believe that he had an illness or a tumor or was like mentally. It's not a tumor. And he actually <laughs> got all the tests done and all this stuff. And then they find out you're, you're perfectly healthy. Like he went through the great lengths to try to discredit it himself because he didn't want to believe it. Yeah. And it's some of the most incredible things I've ever read. I have those in hardback. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he was, he was an author. You know, Bully for he you. He was an author, so, so people thought it could have been just a money ploy because he already wrote, like, science fiction right. novels and stuff. So people are like, well, we well, don't know. Which is probably why he thought he was so crazy. Like, oh, man, I've been writing all these stories, and now it's like it's, What's real? it's becoming right. me. He got hypnotically regressed and found out he had been being abducted his entire life. And then his son started talking about this stuff. And when the son got involved, like a five-year-old, a six-year-old boy starts talking about this stuff that he had never told him. He had to take yeah. take it into account, like, What's this isn't on? just me. This right. is, like, my family. Well, know? and right. I don't know, the owl thing you brought up, I don't know if you know this, but um, so the fourth kind movie, mm -hmm. you guys saw that, right? So 
back in the day when I was reading my Fate magazines that were all little and square, they had that lady and it was, you know, I have a, an article about <clears throat> that story and they were seeing owls. Like, that's how they remember Hudson. Right. And it's in the movie mm-hmm. and it's really odd. Oh, that's right. It is in the movie too. Even the owl. I mean, they look like a strange creature anyway, mm-hmm. just a regular owl, but your mind couldn't perceive, their mind couldn't perceive what they were actually seeing. So they had to put this other character in there basically. Is the point because they won't they, they won't believe themselves to feel like this is an actual being. It's, terif- from it's else. terrifying. Right. Well, Basically, there's no frame so, of reference. Yet. Okay, so I mean, like in the sense, it's like why don't we just rip that bandaid off and expose it and let's deal with it? How do we deal with it? Because we keep hiding the truth. The worst it's going to be when it becomes revealed. Well, well, you say we. Who's we? I'm not part of we. I'm me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rephrase it. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious. I mean, because no, I, we don't have control. We don't have. We control don't have control, that. right? That's what I'm saying. I'm, it's a plea for the people who sure. are in control. Of course. I mean, I feel like, man, there's so like you said. What do we need? There's so much evidence out there that's at least highly compelling. And yeah, there's a lot of crap out there too. But that goes with any. Well, that's what I was. Okay, yeah. that's what I was going again. Is with the world disclosure. Will we hear it from governments, or are we going to hear it from a YouTube video? Mm-hmm. And then when it's from a YouTube video, then it's like, yeah, you know. Even when it's from the government, though, you're, he, like he said, you're still going to be suspicious. You're always going to be because su- you're like, it's like reverse right. psychology. Yeah, like if Donald Trump is like, okay, we got these aliens. Yeah. 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 Great, you're going to yeah. love them. Yeah. They're huge aliens. I got to be like, okay, what's going <laughs> on? Huge. Right, what is going on? Right. <laughs> That was, that's a good that was fantastic, by the way. Uh, how come I've never seen that before? Uh, that was, that was good. deal. Oh, that's man. I hope he's not the man president that times. tells people about extraterrestrials. Oh, no I so do. I tell so you what, do. though. No, no. But so no one will believe him. They'll be like, oh, it's just another lie. Listening to him describe it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be worth <laughs> so Oh, my God. But that's the point. Is that the, oh, the thing? You know, that, isn't there plausible denial, right? Remember, I saw Independence Day. I know they don't tell the president. That's exactly how it goes. I'm just saying, is like if they really did. Tell they, there's a lot they probably told like past presidents that they're I not telling this they, guy. Dude, the president's just he's renting the house for four years. Man. Uh, yeah, why if would that they, if that long? You know, yeah. So why you know people are like well the president would people, the president doesn't know. There's anything. like 25 layers of top secret above yeah. the president that he oh, yeah, doesn't even. You know what I mean? Like. They don't even let him know most of it. Right, of course not. They're going to let him know just enough to scare him. Like, well, well, especially with the as he, you know, he's free to tweet. You know, he does does whatever he says. Opens his mouth off. You can't trust him. You can't trust. You know, but 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 then also you can use that again towards your discredit campaign Mm -hmm. and tell him, and then he says something, and then you're like, you know, now he's going to look like the freaky, crazy homeless guy on the street going the aliens. The real the real power. Powers that be probably love that because it's such a distraction. But right, you know, right. We got a president who's tweeting misogynistic, <laughs> insane dribble. Every How does five this minutes. get accepted? Is the problem? Uh, How does just, part at least of it's our entertaining? Sus- I don't think it's any different well, than any other. It's just a I mean? different tactic on how to sure. approach the presidency. It's not a normal human being trait. No, it's embarrassing, but it's entertaining. It's you know, we, it's weird. It's just very bizarre. We all want someone to come in and shake it up a little bit. I don't have a problem with that. Out with the old, let's get somebody fresh and new in there, but like, dude. <laughs> see, there was, there was, it's like, dude, what are you doing, bro? It's like, get out. Well, see, there was this one, because you were talking about no president uh, had ever seen it, but what do you remember this story, right, where Jackie Gleason came out and claimed that Nixon, Nixon mm-hmm. left his... Um, 
what are they called? The bodyguards? What are they called? The Secret, Secret Service. Service? Secret Service. Basically ditched the Secret Service, took a car, uh, and left and went to Gleason's house, I guess, to her friends. And, and Gleason claims that Nixon picked him up and basically took him to an area and showed him aliens. Did you ever hear about that story? Never did, yeah, no. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know showed him an alien craft and maybe some bodies. I don't remember the story. But also Jimmy Carter, you know, he so had, he's he got a, a story. famous sighting. It. Right. But by all accounts, it messed Gleason up. Like it, like he he wasn't the same after that for a long time. Wow. Like yeah, he was depressed. Thanks, or, and that's one of those stories. Yeah, that Gleason's wife, I think, wrote a book, and that's where that excerpt comes from. Hmm. That's really fascinating. I want to mm-hmm. look into that. I I, I mean, just I, the two of them together, think, though. It seems like why would anybody believe it? Because it doesn't. It seems like a weird pairing, right? Nixon well, and Gleason, and you're like, well, but Gleason's. Well, what year was this? Was Nixon president this at the time? La- this was last year. <laughs> <laughs> 2016. Was this when Nixon was president? Uh, yeah. Okay, so. so early 70s. So yeah. so Gleason was a big deal back then still. Uh, yeah. Probably the Sting probably just came out. Wasn't he playing uh, sure, he was. Fats Domino? No, not Fats Domino. <laughs> Uh, Popeye Minnesota, Doyle. I don't know. Minnesota, Who was that Gene Hackman? Minnesota Fats. <laughs> yeah, my name is mixed up once in a while. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, so here's I never a, noticed. Here's my question, though. All right, so let's say you're the president of the United States. You have access to aliens, right? You're going to pick and choose one of your friends to come check it out. Do you give them a disclaimer? You're like, yo, dude, what I'm about to show you. You owe me. <laughs> Maybe Jackie had like a really cool surprise face and Nixon just wanted to see it. You know, he's like, I'm going to show Jackie. Because he's like, Whoa, whoa. Well, <laughs> well, it's like dropping someone, you know, dropping some acid in someone's cup, not telling them until afterwards. You go, oh, by the way, you're frying. <laughs> what? Maybe whenever they're, they were together, Gleason just always one-upped him, you know, with like cool yeah, stories. Sure. Check this out. I'm going to scramble <laughs> your brain. Right pattern error for space, dude. I mean, let's think about it. Like if, if he was not the same after this happened, you know, I think that, yeah, the Nixon is definitely responsible for ruining his mind, you know? He's all, <laughs> I'm Nixon. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. <laughs> Tricky Dick. Wow, man. You don't need drugs when you're around him, I guess. <laughs> He'll supply that. So, yes, I mean, w- would you really, would you give your friend a disclaimer? So, look, well, I'm about to, I mean, you have to be really choosy on who you choose. Yeah. I don't know that I would. I would want everybody to see. I mean, I, most people I associate with are open-minded sensible people like uh, you know except for maybe Jediah <laughs> but I would show him too <laughs> like you gotta check this out bro and he'd be like <laughs> I would make but you can't like I mean look you can't just go grab anybody and show them I mean look if you got your hardcore religious whose side are you on bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like you said if like if this I would especially love to show the, the yeah. hardcore religious people man okay right. so uh, yeah. that's what I'm saying is if you went that would be the ones who would lose their mind you would have to really prep well, them maybe up maybe it would change to, their mind I don't know well, it would change the mind. I think mind. it would maybe be a would. pretty good split. Maybe it would. Maybe it wouldn't. Some would probably be like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to go to church anymore. And then <laughs> some would be like, I'm going to go kill myself. So I'm like, I can't believe what I thought is no, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not a religious person. But if I, if I were, I would just say, well, my God created them, too. I don't see why people like religions would crumble and all this. I don't think it would be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. God sent them to us. Unless there's information that, you know, they they survive on brain stems and they're, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> then I can understand why they get yeah. harvest the water. Yeah, totally. Harvest our bodies. Well, there's theories that we are in agreement with a few races. For sure. Where they get to take a few of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and in exchange, I guess they don't blow us up specifically from trailer parks. <laughs> they had the same agreement with tornadoes. Well, too. Let me ask you guys this: You ever feel um, neglected by? N- not being abducted? <laughs> are you like? Are you upset? Yeah, that you've I'm a little never upset been, now. Haven't, haven't been chosen. I don't chosen? want to be probed though. No probing. <laughs> Keith, tell the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same we'll as work. if you were. It's not the same as if you were like a choir boy in a church. You know, I'm not saying that kind of neglect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone but seriously, goes down this rabbit hey man, hole. I'd love to hop aboard one of those ships and check it out. Sure, right. I think everyone would. Well, I mean, maybe I, at least I would. many of us have, and we just don't remember. right. That's a lot of the, you know, the missing time and the memories. memories. Do you think all of us at one point have been abducted? Probably not. They don't want to pick some of us up. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably have really good Wi-Fi. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just curious if, if, if everyone has had that experience without knowing it because of our, you know, minds being erased or whatever it is. Well, the Whitley Strieber thing, it kind of lends itself to it is so terrifying that even that you just repress, it's all regressed, you know what I mean? Right, right. And that's what he realized when he got hypnotically regressed that it had been happening his whole life. And when I read the book, I was getting goosebumps. I mean, if he's a liar, he's the best liar I've ever, I've ever yeah. read in my life. Cause Pretty intense. He's talking about stuff up in his cabin, and he starts basically building up all the security around this like yeah, secluded the, the flood, cabin. He had these floodlights that were motion set that would come on, and it was yeah. like he's should, the only cabin out in the middle, of, like upstate New York. Should forest. you um, should you read the book with the lights on? I did. It was there. Yeah, it was kind of scary. <laughs> Just a, head, a minor I lamp thought. on your a headlamp. A Maybe bit. I'm a wuss. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Dude, Vex. I had to start reading that book in the daytime only. Did you really? No joke. It's good. The first one is really <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. Guys, thanks so much for coming in, man. Thanks for having us. This was a good time. Yeah, we had a blast. Vex, the band, hanging out with us again next Saturday at Prescott Valley. You can check them out. Nine o'clock at night, they're hanging out there. They're, it sounds like it's a great time at night to get going. Yeah. Outdoor stage? I believe it's it. We haven't seen the venue, but I believe it's inside. Inside? Okay. Yeah, to- inside. Tony's 2, Prescott Valley. Okay. Saturday, July 29th. That's Very Tony's nice, Tony's 2, T-O-O. Yeah, like, like also. Tony's oh. 8172 <laughs> East Long Mesa Drive. Very cool. That's where it's at. V-E-X is the band name Vex from Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you guys for t- hanging with us. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Can, can we do a gas man? Can I do the man at the end? Yeah, man, sure. if you want to do that. <laughs> Always open for that. Um, I got the, I got the uh, They Might Be Giants song, by the way. I found it. Why Does the Sun Really... Nice. What's it called? <laughs> I forgot. It's a, long, it's a long title, man. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll give it's you the like title real quick. Well, it's also a parenthesis song. It's uh, They Might Be Giants. Why Does the Sun Really Shine? Parentheses. The sun is a miasma of incandescent plasma. End parentheses. <laughs> So thanks for tuning in, by the way, as we broadcast from an undisclosed location, the extraterrestrial rock show. Aliens. With gas. Man. Thank you, and keep watching the skies.